In a podcast full of geeks, geeky topics, and yeah, just overall plain geekiness, Eric, that's me, and with my very good friend, we try to do the impossible, try to do a not-so-geeky retrospective on Netsy Classified. How's it going, everybody, and welcome to another Geeks Crossing podcast. I'm Eric, your host, giving you all the best geek-related content you could ask for, and today I'm joined with... This is Ellis, Eric's friend from Mercy. How's it going, Eric? Pretty good, Ellis. Thank you for joining me again. Yeah, of course, man. Thanks for having me on. (laughs) For those of you who are just tuning in, Alice actually guest starred before back in season two when we talked about Drake and Josh, and that episode was a lot of fun. Yeah, dude, that was such a fun episode. That I had a really, really good time just kind of reminiscing about the Drake and Josh episodes, so definitely looking forward to doing the same thing here tonight. But this time, the topic is going to be Nets Declassified. My God, this show was something, wasn't it, Alice? Yeah, this was definitely one of the shows of my childhood. Definitely one of my all-time favorite Nickelodeon shows, for sure. I, I absolutely love that show. It was just so fun, so entertaining to watch. As for me, I definitely watched it a lot as a kid. But then, literally as soon as the show ended, it was wiped away from my memories. But then, a couple years later, I rediscovered it. And I was like, holy shit, this show is actually pretty good. Now I remember why I loved watching it. Yeah, because I feel like when we watched it, we were like almost of the age of all the cast from the show because it came out when we were in like elementary school I'm sure but then it's like once we got into middle school then it's like some of the stuff that like they talked about in the show in a way you can kind of feel like oh like I can sort of relate to this or also like when we watched it in elementary school you could kind of fantasize like wow is this what middle school is actually like we should probably talk about what the show is about first the show is about a middle schooler named Ned Bigby Writes a school survival guide where he gives out tips on how to help kids survive middle school. Yeah, so basically, he would just give advice and give tips to, like, his friends and his his other classmates. So, essentially, like you mentioned, Eric, he had had what he called a, a survival guide. And he would just give different tips on different things. So, I mean, he would give tips on, like, studying and different studying habits. I mean, I'll kind of dive into one episode where he gave tips. Remember, Eric, when they wanted to start their own club because they couldn't figure out which after school club to join. So he basically would just give tips on basically how to how to survive middle school, which at the time felt surreal because most of the shows on Nickelodeon, they were just there for comedic purposes. But this one was actually informative to an extent. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing, because. Like you said, a lot of the shows, they were just meant to give you, like, a good laugh. You enjoy a show for, like, 20, 25 minutes, get a good laughter out of it. But this show, it was actually kind of meant to just help students through the experience of middle school. Obviously, it's a TV show, so not everything is 100% realistic, but there was kind of some sort of educational purpose behind it. Oh, if you want to hear realistic, how often do you hear cartoon sound effects in a live-action sitcom? Yeah, that's a good point, Eric. That's definitely something that, that made the show unique because live action shows really didn't have that, that effect to it. So that was definitely something that made Ned's Declassified stand out from other live shows that, for the most part, pretty much just had laugh tracks behind them. It felt like I was watching a Saturday morning cartoon, which, hey, it worked better in my favor. My whole childhood was built on cartoons, so this gave me more of an incentive to watch the show. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely what 
what made it different because yeah, it, it did in a way sort of have sort of have that cartoony feel. And how about when they actually had cartoon characters in the show? Do you remember when they had the Fairly Odd Parents and they had Cosmo and Wanda in an episode? Yeah, I remember that. I was like, holy shit. They actually got Cosmo and Wanda in the show. Yeah, that that was wild and that was definitely something that made the show unique and really make it stand out because I mean there's literally no crossover between a live show like Ned's Declassified and a cartoon like The Fairly Odd Parents and they somehow were able to tie the two together and incorporate Cosmo and Wanda into an episode. Also, here's a fun fact. The janitor, aka Gordy, is played by Darren Norris who voices Cosmo, Timmy's dad, and Jorgen, the Fairly Odd Parents. So that adds to the connection even further. Yes, that actually is a great point. I actually completely forgot about that. But yeah, that is kind of interesting how you have his character in Nezzy Classified, and then you bring in a character that he plays on another show, you bring it into an actual episode. So it's essentially like you're getting double Gordy. Basically. Yeah. So this format's going to be very similar to how we critique the Dragon Josh episodes. We're just going to go over each season. Basically, list whatever episodes come to mind. Give our final verdict for each set season. Then at the very end, give our final verdict. So I think to change it up a bit, let's talk about the first ever episodes. First day, and I believe it was Walkers. Yes, that was essentially their first day of middle school, if I remember correctly. And man, I haven't seen that episode in quite some time i haven't really seen any in a long time but yeah that was just basically like the introduction to middle school which kind of makes sense because that's where in, in reality that's where you get your first locker is is in middle school you don't really have those in elementary school so it's kind of nice that they would introduce the show like that because that's really the moment where you know like no more sitting in one classroom for the entire day I have a locker, I go to different classes every period, different classrooms. So I think that was a great way to kind of start off the show. Yeah, also another thing to point out, unlike most of the sitcoms on Nickelodeon, which every episode is, I think at most, 22 minutes, each episode of Nessie Classified is actually two separate episodes to hit that 22-minute mark. Right. Hence why I said first day slash lockers. Yeah, and I also liked how you know how when they introduced each episode and they had the name of it, they would write it down on the little journal, on the little notebook? I, I thought that was cool. Yeah, so like Ellis said, first day, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's basically about Ned going over what to expect on the first day of school. But the problem was, he finds out that one of his best friends, Jennifer Mosley, or Mose, as she likes to be called, she requested to be in classes away from Ned and Cookie, their other best friend, because she wants to befriend more girls. Right. Yeah. She kind of wanted to like stray away from them because like you said, she wanted to have more friends that, that were girls because it's basically like this was never actually explained to us, but essentially they grew up together. But now it's like as you're getting a little older and transitioning into middle school, like she wants to find friends that are girls so that obviously you can talk about stuff. You can gossip and talk about boys or whatever the case may be, stuff that she wouldn't have really been able to talk about with Ned and Cookie. So naturally, Ned and Cookie are panicking because it's like, oh, God, our best friend is not in our same classes. How are we going to hang out? Which, you know, you kind of get that idea because when you're in elementary school, you're basically in every class together. You're in middle school. You never know who's going to be in your class. Right. It's completely random. But instead of just going with the flow and whatever their classes were, 
Ned has Cookie hack into the school system and try to move their names in whatever classes Moe's has been moved to. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. Cookie, he could just go into his glasses and then access the school website like through the back end and just swap names with people so that they can put themselves in the same classes as Moe's. I thought that was really funny. Oh, another thing we should point out about Cookie in this episode, he was wearing a freaking heavy-ass coat yes. in the middle of Yes, September. he was He was wearing that red winter bulky coat because he thought that he could impress girls with it. So he was or, trying to wear that coat as like some sort of girl magnet, but that ended up backfiring on him completely, and he basically just ended up sweating entirely <laughs> through the coat. And then if I remember correctly, Eric, didn't he like pass out at one point? Yeah, that was towards the end when they thought most transferred to life science, but no, it was actually, oh no, wait, this is what happened. She transferred to Woodshop because she knew Ned and Cookie would try to hack their way into that class. So what she really did was like, oh, got you. I'm actually going to go to life science. Holy shit, we got 30 seconds before that class starts. Quick, add our names to the student list. But what happened was <laughs> Cookie was on the verge of passing out, so we splashed water on his face. And then, unknowns to him, he actually transferred Moe's out of life science back into Woodshop. Right, because his glasses got all messed up because of the water. It, it messed with the technology, so it ended up screwing things up. And then that's how Moe's ended up in Woodshop. And then Ned and Cookie ended up in life science. Life science? Where's Moe's? You mean Jennifer mostly? You know, her name was taken off the student list at the last 30 seconds. <laughs> Oh, well, now we have an odd number of boys, which means you two are going to be the alternative parents. <laughs> it's a girl. Then he passes out. And then at the same time, Mr. Chopsaw, a.k.a. the woodshop teacher, got a drill through his hand. Yep. A girl in my class. That's a first. Oh, a drill through my hand. That's also a first. <laughs> then, you then you see the paramedics taking Cookie away. Get the coat off. The heat is stuck to the zipper. I can't get it off. Then you see other paramedics taking chops all the way. What? It's just a scratch. See? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to cut off with a chainsaw. What? Oh, not your hand. The coat. What? <laughs> <laughs> My God. <laughs> so, yeah, the first half of the first episode, pretty solid. The lockers. Basically, in that episode, uh, Ned has probably the worst locker buddy you could possibly imagine. Timmy Tutut, you remember him? Yeah, that that kid, oh my goodness. I mean, he was only in a couple of episodes, but for everyone that's watched the show, you know why his nickname is Timmy Tutut. Because he openly farts in public. Yep. So throughout the episode, Ned was trying to get adjusted to his locker buddy, but all his plans keep failing, and Loomer, aka the school bully, keeps picking on Ned because he believes the farts are coming from him. He's like, yo, fart boy, get out of here. Yeah, that was just a real unfortunate situation for Ned. He could not have ended up with the worst person to have a locker next to. I'm trying to remember. Oh, so Moe's was competing with Susie. Yeah, they were trying to see, like, who could have, like, the best locker in the entire school. Yeah, and almost every scene, Susie keeps overshadowing her. Yeah, because, like you said, that was, in the beginning, they, they were enemies, but... We know as, as the seasons went on, they ended up becoming friends. But yeah, that was just a matter of each person trying to one-up the other. And then we can get into Cookie and his locker situation because each person in the show had a different locker room situation. So 
if you remember Eric with Cookie, his locker was like away from the gym. And so remember he had to try to avoid like being late to class. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) My locker's all the way on the other end of the universe. (laughs) There's no way I can get to gym class in time. Isn't your gym class in like 30 seconds? No. (laughs) And then we enter a recurring gag in the show where two anchor men literally report whatever event's going on. Like, oh, whoa, everybody. News yeah. <laughs> it's like, welcome to Cookie being late to gym class. <laughs> Which got me thinking, it's like, is the school really okay with this? I know. It's like, how do you get two random news anchors to actually, like, be in the building and report on whether or not Cookie is going to make it to class on time? He continues to be late for class. It's not just because of his locker situation, but also Mr. Sweeney, who's that Cookie and Moses science teacher, is also the hole monitor. So every time when Cookie is right. Pa- so every time when Cookie is past the quote-unquote speed limits, yes, there's a speed limit in the hallways in James Cake Polk Middle School. Yes, he, he gives Cookie a ticket. I know, that was just, things couldn't have gotten any worse. Now you have to deal with speeding in the hallway. But eventually it does work out for our trio. Ned actually switches lockers with Lisa Zemo, this nerdy girl who has an allergy problem. Like, she's constantly with the, what was it, nasal spray? Yeah, she constantly had that thing that she always, like, put up her nose because she had like these never-ending allergies but because her nose is constantly congested she wouldn't be affected by timmy's fumes right because she had she had no sense of smell whatsoever yeah for Mose, i think this was the episode where she made her a wood locker the wood locker yeah that's right and that's how she was able to make new friends and then as for cookie he finally manages to get to gym class on time but ironically they got help from timmy tutude <laughs> Because I think they catapulted or like they slingshot Cookie across the hall right before Sweeney could get to him because he was being distracted by Timmy's fumes. That's what it was. Yeah, they used Timmy as as a distraction. But yeah, overall, pretty solid episodes to start off the season. Yeah, I agree with you, Eric. Any season one episodes that come to mind? Yeah, I, I think one of them that comes to mind to me was, I think this was from season one, when Ned and Cookie, like they couldn't decide which club they were going to join. Oh, that's actually season two. Oh, that was season two. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. If you okay. want. Okay. Yeah. Season one, man. Like it's gosh, like, I don't even. I can name a couple of episodes to... if that helps out. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. So one episode from season one that comes to mind. Well, we actually referenced it when we brought up Cosmo Wanda daydreaming. Yep. That was a good one. So basically Sweeney is pissed off because all his students kept on daydreaming in his class. So, he won't let them go on their lunch period unless they solve his riddle. Yep. Ned daydreams that he's a secret agent. He tries to find the clues to solve the riddle. Yeah, I remember that because, like you said, they had to solve Sweeney's riddle. And then, if they didn't get it, then they wouldn't They wouldn't get lunch. And then, wasn't that pizza day? Yeah. Oh, but it's pizza day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love the recurring gag in this episode. It's like, how can we do all this? Hey, it's my daydream. Yes, that's right. And I love how Sweeney is depicted as like this crazy, mad supervillain. Yeah. <laughs> and he kept on doing his maniacal laugh and shit. All right, Ancient Bigby, prepare to face the deadly ninjas of death. <laughs> ninjas, quick, activate the water hose from the car. Yes, Ned and Moe's are driving a car in his daydream. Yeah, they were driving the car in the hallway. <laughs> No! 
Why didn't I hire the waterproof deadly ninjas of death? <laughs> Ned, come in, Ned. How am I talking you through my watch? I don't know. It's your daydream. <laughs> so they go to Sweeney's lair. They find out it's locked. And then Cosmo wanted to show up saying like, Hey, Wanda, I have an idea. Let's help out Secret Ancient Ned. What are the Fairly Odd Parents doing here? Hey, it's my daydream. It's I know, that was the whole premise of the episode. It was all about Ned and his daydream. It's like, anything that happened, it was because he was dreaming it. So as odd as it might have sounded, or as like bizarre as it might have seemed, like it was Ned's daydream, and pretty much everyone else was just living in it. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember. I think two of Cosmo's wish suggestions were snow cones and then the third option was like poofing to sweeney's lair and then moses like why didn't you just wish for the riddle to be solved that wasn't one of the options oh those were the only three flashcards i brought you could have wished for anything secret agent ned good luck agent <laughs> ned yeah, yeah you're gonna need it well agent bigby you came this far but you'll never solve my riddle and get pizza for the class you won't get away with this sweeney i have most power well your most power is nowhere near my kind of power. Then he shoots a web through his fingers like he was freaking Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> no fair. You shoot webs? Hey. It's your, your daydream. daydream. <laughs> but then, being surrounded by the web, Ned was able to figure out what the riddle was. Because, like, the three clues were water, wolf, and trapdoors, which turned out to be spiders. Yeah, that made it so ironic that, like, Ned, of all people, was able to figure out what the riddle was. And, uh, in the grand scheme of things, I think this episode is trying to teach us that sometimes daydreaming can be a benefit. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm trying to think of another episode. Oh, Project Partners. Moe's gets paired up with Seth Powers for a history project. Oh yeah, I remember that. But the problem with Seth is, he's completely clueless. Yeah, he was just, he was a typical representation of like, athlete that didn't really care about grades and only focused on sports. The only reason Moe's even picked him as a partner because he was high. Like, yeah, right? she, yeah, she thought she thought he was good looking. But then she soon learned the hard way that that wasn't exactly the best move. Right, then, because he only cared about himself and basketball. Like he always wore the same outfit, that same green sweatsuit with the yellow shirt, and he always carried a basketball. In fact, basketball was his theme for their ancient Egypt project. <laughs> i got a great idea ancient egyptian basketball huh huh uh basketball was invented in 1891 seth <laughs> okay fine i see how it is take her side <laughs> meanwhile loomer kidnaps the baby that ned and cookie are, are supposed to take care of in life science Yes. Basically, as a ransom, it's like, if Jennifer, a.k.a. Mosley, isn't my history partner, you'll never see your baby again. Yeah, he was essentially just holding it hostage. <laughs> and I love that brief moment where Cookie was, like, reflecting on all the good moments they had with the baby. I know! <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, in actuality, this is, like, the fourth episode, so how many good moments could they have had within the first two weeks of school? Exactly. <laughs> but what ends up happening is, Seth files a quote-unquote divorce to make Mark his history partner instead, aka that kid that constantly talk fast. Like, he basically never stops talking. He's divorcing me? For who? Martin Corley. He finished his project weeks ago, and all Seth did was write his name. <laughs> <laughs> so with no other recourse, Moe's had to be partners with Billy, 
aka Loomer. Yeah, which that ended up working out for Ned and Cookie. They got the baby back, but in one of the scenes, I think he hit the baby leg in Ned's sandwich. So when Mr. Monroe goes to examine the baby, he's like, are these teeth marks? Oh, that was in Ned's sandwich, and <laughs> A baby sandwich? I love how the end where Loomer was essentially Moses' mummy for their project, but he goes on a rampage. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember that now. And then he has sidekicks try to stop him. Whoa, mummy, protect the women. <laughs> Eric, I got an episode that I remember. What is it? You remember the one with the spelling bee? Oh, yeah. The killer bees, a.k.a. Yep. The smartest spellers in James K. Polk. They're essentially a group of bullies that they spell words to intimidate people. Exactly. The spelling bee is coming up, and the only person who even has the slightest chance of stopping them is Cookie. There's a problem. Cookie easily gets under pressure. I mean, according to a flashback, he lost the spelling bee last year on an easy word. Yeah, he just like he just like folded when like the moment became became big. Like he just he couldn't handle the pressure. Ironically, the word was easy. <laughs> <laughs> e A Z beep. No. <laughs> Do you remember how in that episode, like Ned, he kept getting like the most easiest words to start. He kept getting these like two and three letter words. Like he got like cat and like rat. So like he advanced so far because he kept getting all these easy words. And Moe's had to be the assistant for the spelling bee advisor, Mr. Gross. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, didn't he, like, he, like, had really bad breath? He had more than bad breath. He was sweaty. His hair was a mess. Right. He had fucking moles on his face. <laughs> Dude, he was disgusting. And I was like, wow, Mr. Gross, that's a little bit on the nose if you ask me. <laughs> His name was clearly fitting. Yeah. So Moses' personal journey in that episode was trying to clean him up. Right. And then didn't you take like a mop and like basically like mopped his whole face? Yeah. She was like, Gordy, I got a mess for you to clean up. Uh, I'll, I'll let the night do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it ends up working out at the end. Because like, you know that expression? Just imagine people in their underwear. Well, yep. all the guys that were sitting in the spectator booth actually pulled down their pants. So, Cookie was able to relax. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the Killer Bees also appeared in that episode where they trick Cookie into thinking they want to be their friend. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah, basically, this was a test of Ned and Cookie's friendship. Because, like, Ned was feeling jealous how Cookie kept spending more time with the Killer Bees than him. Yeah, he was feeling left out. To the point where they had a quote-unquote fight. Which returned the Anchorman. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Netting Cookie's <laughs> Big Fight. <laughs> so who do you think is going to win this fight? I don't know. If you want my analysis, I don't think either of them can beat up third grader. <laughs> they weren't even fighting. They were just circling around. I know. They're like, eh, this is boring. Want to go to the cafeteria? Sure. I think they also appeared in the Spelling Bee episode, too. I think you're right. I, I think they did. Because, you know, the James K. Polk Middle School Spelling Bee is a televised event. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it turns out the Killer Bees, they only wanted to be Cookie's friends so they can hack into the school system and change their math grades from C's to A's. Yup. But luckily, Ned was able to help him thanks to the help from Moe's and the huge crew, which, you know, basically Moe's side plot. She handed out a survey to see which person from her study hall period 
will be your friend. And she was shocked to note that Doris, the leader of the huge crew, which is a group of boys who have a super crush on Ned. Yeah, the huge crew. <laughs> yeah, basically, according to her survey, Doris is supposed to be her friend. So it was all a matter of most trying to fit in with the huge crew, which doesn't work out well. But it turns out it doesn't Not really at matter all. because Doris thought, wait, survey? That wasn't a study hall test I copied off progress. So yeah, this episode foreshadowed that Susie and Moe's are eventually going to become friends. Right. That's what ended up happening. They ended up becoming really good friends until Susie moved. Yeah, but we'll get to that eventually. I think I remember another good episode from season one. It was uh, the dance episode. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> Throughout the episode, Ned was trying to dance with Susie, but the problem was she ended up going to dance with Seth. So it was literally back and forth, like, she kept breaking up with Seth, and Ned tries to make his move, but she keeps taking Seth back for one arbitrary reason after another. What was the reason? I don't remember. First off, Seth showed up in his traditional clothing, like, you know, gold and green, and she's like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. You can't seriously go out with me dressed like that. We're through. <laughs> oh my god, you changed your clothes for me? I'll take you back. Vanilla? I yeah. hate vanilla. We're through. <laughs> oh, you know I like lemonade. I'll take you back. I'm being dead ass. It was one stupid reason after another. No, yeah, it, it was like, it was on and off. Anytime he, he did something that she thought was wrong, like, that's it, it was over. Then he does something else that she likes, then it's like, oh, okay, like, I'll take you back. For most, she was just hanging out with Lisa and Claire, because, you know, the whole point of being at a dance is just being with your friends. Right. Didn't Cookie have, like, that date from, like, was that the one when you had that date from, like, girl who like didn't even go to their school is like some like supermodel or something yeah so in the previous episode cookie had like his own survey so to speak to see what his perfect match would be and then his most frequent perfect match is a siberian husky oh yeah that's right but cookie was hell-bent on making sure this supermodel was going to be his perfect match so what he did was he hacked into her gps system so she can trick her driver into driving her all the way to the school dance yeah, that's right. <laughs> but coincidentally, Mr. Monroe's friend from the zoo was supposed to bring in a live wolf for the school dance. Because, you know, I think the wolf is the school's mascot or something. Yeah, I, I think it was the wolf. Yeah. But what ends up happening is the wolf had the sniffles. So she brought in a Siberian husky and she had her eyes on Cookie. <laughs> Take that out of context, if you will. <laughs> So what happens is the supermodel ends up coming into school and she's like, what's going on? I thought this was a photo shoot. Oh, uh, this is a photo shoot, but you're supposed to be dancing with me. So the Siberian Husky got off her leash and attacked the supermodel. Yeah. This is the worst photo shoot ever. Marcia, <laughs> come back. <laughs> but at the very end, thanks to the help from Gordy, who was trying to catch the weasel throughout the episode, Oh, yeah, by the way, when we yeah. mean weasel, we mean a ferret. Yeah, that was, like, a never-ending, like, side story. Like, Gordy trying to catch the weasel. It's like, it's like you compare it to, like, Spongebob with Plankton trying to get the secret formula, which never happens. Gordy trying to get the weasel. Gordy was about to catch the weasel, but he noticed that Ned was feeling down. So with his help, we learned there's one thing Seth loves more than girls is basketball. Right, he got the basketball, and then, like, he drew Seth's attention. He was like, Seth, like, here's the basketball. And then, like, he threw the basketball, and then Seth ran after it. You're leaving me for a basketball? That's right, later. <laughs> and just like that, they broke up for good this time. Yep. 
and Nev was finally able to dance with Susie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a very nice episode. And, you know, it actually gives helpful advice on what happens when you're attending a dance. It's like, don't be overdressed. Don't be bummed out if you don't get a chance to dance with the person you want to dance with. Just be with your friends and you'll be happy. Exactly. Yeah, so overall, season one, I thought it was a solid start. It's definitely a lot more cartoony than I remembered. But then again, that's the whole show's gimmick. Mm -hmm. With that, we can move on to season two, where we probably should have mentioned this before. Season one and two, the characters, or at least majority of the characters, are in seventh grade. So more or less, this is their second semester. Yeah. Yeah, the first episode of Noah is basically giving helpful tips on what to expect when you're going to a new semester. And he had a quote-unquote to-do list to prevail. I think it was do better at science, actually read all reading assignments, and kiss Susie for yep. grass. <laughs> but there was a problem. In the final episode of season one, she ends up dating Loomer, who was supposed to ask out most, but, but, you know, Susie was like, oh, you're asking me out? Sure, I'll go out with you. And Loomer was like, okay, cool. Yeah, that was just like a miscommunication, and then... Loomer, he was just like, oh, okay, like, sure. Even though that's not who he was actually talking to. But it turns out dating Susie was a lot more than he could handle because he basically had to give up his whole bully persona completely. Yep. Yeah, well, he came in, he came into the new semester. He wasn't wearing the leather jacket anymore. His hair wasn't all, like, gelled up and, and spiked. He was wearing, like, a buttoned-up and, and khakis. He was all, he, he basically changed from, like, a bully to a nerd. And it's also, this is also bad for his lackeys, Kearney and Buzz, because they had no one to follow around. Until Cookie was going through his own phase, so to speak. Yep. Key <laughs> <Pete> Cookie. <laughs> yeah. Like, bro, imagine every stereotypical rapper from the early 2000s jammed into one gag. That's basically P. Cookie. Yeah, and he had he had the glasses, he had the jewelry, he was wearing this blue and yellow sweatsuit. <laughs> and the only one who was genuinely worried about him was Lisa. And it was like, don't worry, P. Cookie is just a phase. When he comes into the cafeteria, I guarantee you, he's going to be the same cookie we know and love and are sometimes annoyed by. <laughs> then you just hear that did not happen. <laughs> you just hear like the freaking rap music in the background. Be cookie, be cookie, holla, holla, be cookie. <laughs> I think uh, Moe's was trying to adjust with her new friendship with Susie. I, th I don't think it was explored that much in the episode. No, they kind of got into that later on, like, when they were trying to, um, they were trying to decide on what club to join. But yeah, like, that was really, that was like the beginning of them kind of becoming friends. But yeah, Ned eventually got a kiss from Susie, but it wasn't from an act of kindness. It was just like a favor or some shit like that. Yeah, like, she, she knew he, he was desperate. Yeah, it was an act of desperation. I think that's very sweet. But you and me, it's probably never going to happen. Hint, hint. Yeah, but, right. She knew that it was on his list, so so she, she did it. Then Lisa tried going through her own phase as a way of getting back at Cookie, just to make him realize what he's become. So Cookie drops the pea cookie phase, but then Kearney and Buzz are like, okay, but who to follow? And Cookie's like, you guys are smarter than that. You can think for yourselves. Yeah, we could think for ourselves. So what now? Yeah, they just didn't know what to do. It's like they followed around Loomer, then he changed, so then they followed around Cookie, and then Cookie, he tried to tell them, like, you guys you have minds of your own, but ultimately they, they ended up just following around Loomer, as, as we all know. But thank God Loomer was already back to his bully ways, because, like, before the whole kiss thing, Susie was going to break up with him because 
she wanted a man who takes charge. Right. But then Ned, he turned him back into a bully, right? Yeah. And then it, it ended up being that that's what she wanted. Yeah. And I think the next episode was uh, electives. Yeah. Ned, Mose, and Cookie are all trying to decide what electives to take for their new semester. Ned suggested cooking. Moe suggested woodshop. And I think Cookie suggested life science. Or, as Mr. Monroe suggested, life science extreme. Yep. What's so extreme you, about it? Yeah. I'm working on it. Yeah. Yeah, it was basically them trying to figure out which elective will work well for them. Oh, yeah, I, I did remember. Cookie kept the life science baby with them. And Loomer and the others kept sabotaging it. Oh, yeah, that's right. But then it turns out cooking class wasn't as easy as they thought it was going to be. Because I think they burned down the kitchen or something. Yeah, they, they did. But then the lunch lady gave them some insights saying, like, there's no such thing as an easy A. Don't take a class unless you're really passionate about it. And you know what? That's actually pretty spot on. Yeah, it is. I mean, that that's really good advice. So even though, once again, they couldn't be in the same classes this semester... At least they're all taking classes that each of them are good at. Moe's goes back to Woodshop, and then Cookie take Life Science Extreme. And then question. we find out at the end what the extreme part was. Watching their babies in the rockets. Yeah. He was like, okay, we're going to do this once, but then it's back to regular Life Science. Got it? We can talk about the club episode now if you want. Yeah, that was a good one. I, I thought that was really funny. That's where, because we haven't really mentioned yet Mi- Missy's character. So she's basically the stereotypical queen bee, like the most popular girl at school that everyone's supposed to like, but they hate. Right. She she had her own club, but it was she basically ripped off of Ned's survival guide with her own survival manual. And so like Ned, he was trying. He basically spends the whole episode trying to like derail her club because she's kind of like giving them in- wrong information about how to how to get through school. So Ned, he's trying to like shut her club down, and then he uses Cookie's club that he creates, the archaeology club, where they basically just dig tunnels through the school, <laughs> and he uses that to like continue to try to sneak into Missy's club to shut it down. Yeah. Didn't he also wear a disguise during his second attempt? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he he was in disguise. I forgot what he was wearing, but then... Oh, yeah, he, I, he kept... I remember. I remember it was like a blonde wig, a suit, and a blonde mustache. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Topped off he with sunglasses. He meant to miss his, like, bodyguards. A true sign that someone's a geek is when they wear a cheesy disguise. Where's <laughs> yeah. off the mustache? Don't listen to her. She's... Ow! Ow! Your annoyance is giving everyone a real net ache. Missy buddies <laughs> escort him, and then they, like, slide him across the hallway. Yeah. Oh no. oh, no, wait. They didn't actually slide him, but they tossed him, and that somehow he was sliding across the hallway. Yeah. Because you know what is physics. Exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, Mose and Susie trying to find a club after school, but the problem is they're too competitive with each other. Yeah, that was the thing. They were every club that they did, they always tried to just compete against each other. It was like they couldn't find anything, like whether they did like the sewing club. What what was the other club that they did, Eric? I don't remember. They got kicked out of multiple clubs. First it was the sewing yeah, they club, got... like you mentioned. Then it was kickboxing, pottery right. and chemistry. Thank God. Yeah, then they did the club at the end with uh like the the board game club, whatever it was. And then like yeah, the, uh, I forgot the teacher, but 
Yeah, and then they, everyone was staring at them, and he was like, yeah, they're just not used to having girls around. It was basically a fantasy club game. Essentially, Dungeons & Dragons before Dungeons & Dragons. Right. I'm sure all you D&D geeks out there can sympathize. <laughs> I remember towards the end, Ned drilled a hole through Missy's. Yeah, and then they, they were talking. He was talking, but then... She didn't know that she was in the room. Oh, oh yeah. Everyone's oh, sitting, yeah. and he's like, she's in the room, isn't she? And then they just rip his mouth, like, <laughs> through the wall. Yeah. You know, you guys are really getting on my... Ow! Ow! Yeah. School clubs are supposed to be fun. Is anyone having fun? Not really. Being popular is a lot more harder than I thought it was going to be. But then, go figure, Missy is like, oh, I, I never really liked you guys. I was just trying to help geeks like you to make myself feel better. And just like that, they dropped Missy's club and joined the archaeology club instead. Yep. Oh, so satisfying to watch. Another great season two episode is definitely video projects. Oh, that was a good one. That was another one where Cookie and Ned, like, their friendship in a, in a way was kind of tested a little bit. Because they, they couldn't agree. Like, Ned, he wanted to do the, um, he wanted to do the ninja movie. And then Cookie, he wanted, didn't he want to do like something outer space themed? Yeah. Ninja movie, space epic. Ninja movie, space epic. Yeah. Like he said, they couldn't figure out. Well, initially, they were going to do Ned's idea of the uh, toy cost. But I think Cookie sabotaged their video project. I think that's what happened. Yeah, something went wrong. I, I forgot what it was. Oh, wait, Did, I remember. Oh, wasn't there like something over their videotape? Oh, wait, now I remember. They were recording some ninja scenes. And then he's like, Ned, check out our video project. There's this cookie in a photoshopped outer space setting with Ninja Ned in the background. It's like, what are you doing? This isn't the scenes we recorded yesterday. You wanted to be a ninja in my movie, and there right. you are. I'm not even doing anything. <laughs> yes, you are. Just and then watch. he dies. I die? <laughs> we agreed to do a ninja movie. I won the coin toss. It's in the guide. No, it's not. It is now. <laughs> yeah, so they ended up continuing with the ninja idea. But then, going back to Martin Quirley, Loomer videotaped him play-acting in the supply closet, and he became a laughing No, I think, I think they just, like, they found the tape. It, and so, like, Quirley, he just got, like, exposed for doing these, like, weird moves in, in, the, uh, in the closet. Oh, yeah, that's what happened. So, yeah, he basically became a laughingstock. As for Mose, she was taxed to do a documentary for her class, and she chose Mr. Wright, her history teacher. But the problem is... He's kind of boring, so throughout the whole episode, he was going through different facades to make him seem look cooler. Yeah, he took on, like, this fake persona where, like, he was skateboarding, so he was trying to act cool. Then, wasn't he, like, driving a sports car or something, too, with, like, some, like, model in the car trying to act like a big shot? Yeah, and he tried to bribe Loomer and his friends with extra credit if they tell him he was right. cool. Yeah. But then he realized that he doesn't need to go through these fake facades to be cool. He just has to be himself. Exactly. That's kind of one of those moments where it's like, that's the student educating the teacher that's like trying to read the student back in and say like, hey, just be yourself. But that time the roles were reversed. Definitely. Going back to Cookie and Ned, Ned accidentally recorded footage of their life science baby on top of their footage for their project. Yeah, right. That's what it was. Yep. So they're like, oh, shit. We got to be ready by seventh period. How are we going to fix this? So what they did was, with special effects tape, they edited together their original footage with the video that was taken in the spy closet and make Martin look like he was overpowering ninjas. Yeah, they ended up getting an A+. And then 
Remember the teacher at the end? He said like, like the A is for is for the video, and then he said like the plus is for that, and it was everyone just like cheering and, and applauding Martin Corley. And if you're wondering what Loomer's project was, well, when he realized that painting for three hours was boring, he decided to go with the slasher baby movie. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent use of ketchup, boys. I think my favorite part was the ending. Yeah. <laughs> when it ended. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right, another good one is the math episode, where, big surprise here, Ned sucks at math, so he thought he can BS his way through math by having the smartest kids in school do his homework for him. And I think this is the episode we got introduced to Albert Warmenheimer and the Opal Twins. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. The Opal Twins are identical twins who are shy, but very intelligent. They're almost never seen apart. Mm-hmm. And Albert, he's a smart guy, but he's a little bit socially awkward. And by that, I mean, he openly talks to his inner voice. Yeah. And like I said before, Ned only wanted to become friends with him because it's like, okay, why should I do math when I can get these kids to do it for me? But it only it can only work for so long. Yeah, and then also, if you remember, Eric, that was when, like, Cookie, he was placed, he was placed in that advanced math class. With Dr. Xavier. Yeah. Without math, we are cavemen eating mud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the Cookie Make Math Fun Show. <laughs> he went through this whole song and dance routine just to make class fun, but... Yeah. Again, it didn't work. As for Moe's, they were talking about, uh, I forgot what the term was. It was like X1 plus X2 equals whatever it was. Yeah, she was just like lost. And it's very ironic because Moe's was supposed to be good at math. So she was going through what Ned puts it as, math phobia or something. Yeah, something like that. Was that when like she started like, getting itchy? She didn't understand something? Yeah. Oh, it was math anxiety. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she would just Ned. like start she to itch through... like every time she, she, was, she was confused. Yeah, speaking of Ned, Albert and the twins eventually catched on that Ned was using them. So Ned felt guilty and was like, guys, I'm sorry I used you. If we promise to be a study group again, I promise to do my equal share. And you know, that that's another good lesson to learn. Like, just because you you just so happen to be friends with the smartest kids in school, you can't rely on them for everything. You gotta learn how to do things on your own. Right, you can't just take advantage of them. Another thing I remember from the episode was I think Albert had a math tattoo or something. Oh, cool. You got a fake tattoo just like mine. Yours is fake. <laughs> Which got me thinking, like, these characters are under 18, so how the hell did they get a tattoo? <laughs> I know. Maybe he has a family member who's a tattoo artist. Yeah. Unfortunately, the only character who was suffering from math even more so than Ned was Gordy. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> like, his, his whole equation was like, club plus weasel equals capture. Yeah. He, like, refused to use math to catch the weasel. And then at the end, he was the one that ultimately ended up looking like a caveman. I told you, without math, we are cavemen eating mud. <laughs> Another season two episode that I like is the car wash episode. Because it's one of those few episodes where the show takes place outside of school. Yeah, there weren't too many of those. But yeah, that they had the competition, the boys versus girls, to see who could wash more cars. Yeah, it was basically a fundraising event. The winner gets to decide what they use the money for. Right. Like, the guys wanted a hot tub because Lord knows what they're going to do with a hot tub at school. I know. And, I, how does the, that even make sense? And the girls had a more reasonable goal, get new uniforms for their athletic teams. Right. So naturally, the girls, with tough negotiation with Missy, 
They were basically sweeping the competition. It doesn't help that in the beginning, they had trouble cleaning Sweeney's car. Oh yeah, because he was driving this, like, old piece of junk. They, they couldn't clean it. Careful with my car. I had it since the 70s. The car or the dirt. <laughs> I think Cookie grabbed a mallet and accidentally smashed the windshield. And what's Oh Chop yeah, Sa- that's right. And what's yeah. Chop Saw's reaction? Eh, just a scratch. <laughs> yeah, because a shattered windshield is the equivalent of a scratch. <laughs> Sweeney's stir won't come off. It will now, thanks to this new chemical I mixed. Yeah. Awesome. The dirt's coming out, and so is the paint. And there goes the metal. <laughs> I-, I think the front door got slammed off too. Yeah. Eventually, Sweeney then- comes back. No! What did you do to my car? <laughs> All I wanted was a car wash. <laughs> we washed it, and we gave you a fancy sunroof. Well, at least it's clean, especially the wind. <laughs> yeah, so with the girls pretty much dominating the competition, the guys ended up rushing all the cars that they were washing. Yeah, they just like rearranged all the dirt. So yeah, even though it looked like it was clean, in actuality, they just did a half-assed job. Yep. So yeah, here's a lesson, kids. If you're ever doing a car wash, make sure you do a thorough wash. Don't just exactly. do a wipe side. I'm trying to think. Oh, another episode from season two that kind of sticks out for me is actually the season finale, which is, I think, dances and the last day of school. Yeah, I, I remember the dance one. It was like the last day of school dance or something, or like the day, the dance before the last day of school. Ned finally had Susie as a date while Mose was going out with that eighth grader. What was his name? Jack Goldman. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, that was his name. Yeah. Yeah, he rates a beauty in a previous episode where it turns out he basically used most to get his ex-girlfriend jealous, but a couple episodes later, he actually developed genuine feelings for Moe's. Yeah. Meanwhile, Cookie had his own problem where he inadvertently brought two dates to the dance. <laughs> yeah, he, he agreed to go to the dance with Vanessa and Lisa. First, he initially wanted to go out with Vanessa, but at the time, she wasn't so sure. Yeah. So, technically... He agreed to go out with Lisa first, but then literally two minutes later, Vanessa comes back and says, yeah, I thought about it. I'd like to go to the dance with you. Yeah, that's where you have to say, like, like, sorry, I'm, I'm going with, with someone else. But no, Cookie couldn't do that. No, because he actually liked Vanessa. He didn't really like Lisa, at least not initially. Yeah, he only went out with her, I think, because she offered him like a fancy sweater or something. Right. As expected, the two eventually catched on saying like, oh, are you dancing with both of us? You're supposed to go out with me. No, he's supposed to go out with me. That was because like he was dancing and he kept turning around to dance like with both of them. Like he was in the middle and he just kept turning around. And then none of, neither one of them are there. And then he turns around and they're both sitting next to each other like with their arms crossed. Vanessa leaves Cookie for good. And Cookie, even though he doesn't like Lisa, he was still willing to dance with her. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ned was happy because he finally goes on a date with Susie, but he ends up getting the runs, so every time when he tries to kiss yeah. Susie, he has to go to the bathroom, so yeah, it wasn't a good night to be Ned. No, and then to make matters worse, the, the end, when he, he thinks he's kissing her, and then turns out he's kissing Moe's. Probably not a good idea to wear the same type of dress at a party. Not at all. Yeah, so this definitely caused a lot of awkward tension for the next episode. Which, you know, it basically explains what to expect when it's your last day of school. Make sure you didn't leave anything in your locker. Try to get your friends' contact information or something. And more importantly, try to avoid Susie Crabgrass at all, at all times. <laughs> 
Yeah, it should be noted that sometimes Ned gives advice to himself. Yeah. Yeah, basically throughout that episode, Ned and Moe were trying to convince the Susie that it was just an accident, but, you know, they had their different ways of trying to communicate with her. But in the end, Susie didn't care because she knew it was an accident. Mm -hmm. And I think she said this was also a test to see if Ned will make a good boyfriend and Moe's a good friend, and they both pass. So, it's yep. a win-win. Meanwhile, Cookie's wood shop experiment goes haywire. Oh, yeah. Didn't he, he had, like, a robot or something, and it, like, went out of control. Yeah. It was running loose across the school, and Krubs, yeah. a.k.a. the vice principal, was like, Cookie, I should have known this monstrosity belongs to you. <laughs> Shut it down or you're fired. <laughs> yeah, that was Krubs' catchphrase. You're fired. Yeah. And then... Gordy, come on, do I even explain what his plot is? It's him trying to catch the weasel again. Of course. But this time, he was trying to lure him in by dressing up as a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a chipmunk costume. Yeah, I'm hoping he's not going to notice the difference. <laughs> uh, here's a fun fact. Have you ever seen the show Even Stevens? I saw a few episodes here and there, but I didn't like watch that show regularly. It's funny, Like I watched an episode from that show recently, and Lewis a.k.a. Shiloh Buff, there was an episode where he wanted to be the school's mascot, and coincidentally, the mascot is a chipmunk, and it's the exact same chipmunk costume from Ned's Declassified. Wow, that's that's wild. Well, then again, this show came out before Ned, so... Yeah. If, if anything, Ned copied from even Stevens. Right. I don't know, maybe somebody who's listening will help make a theory saying that even Stevens and Ned's Declassified are in the same universe somehow. <laughs> but anyway... Gordy finally catches the weasel, but the robot was still going haywire. So right before the robot could kill the weasel, Gordy does the honorable thing and let his nemesis run loose so he could take the attack for him. Yeah. I'm gonna hate myself for doing this. Bah, weasel, get out of here, run, save yourself. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> it's also known that Ned and Moe should be more than friends. The fact that they kissed at the bus at the very end. Mm-hmm. I mean, in retrospect, they only did that just to see, like, oh, we could do it again. I wouldn't feel a thing. But viewers know this will eventually blossom into something greater in the next season. Of course. I mean, you don't do that if you don't actually have feelings for the other person. Yeah, season two, much better than season one. I mean, that's not to say season one was bad, but this one definitely felt more genuine. You know, they started to deviate from the cartooniness a little bit. Yeah, and I think that's good because, like, you don't want to watch a show and then it lasts, like, four or five seasons or whatever. And then you find yourself saying that season one was the best because then that means that it just progressively got worse. Yeah, but season three, the first two episodes was the new grade where then the others have moved on to the 8th grade, and some characters went through major changes, i.e. Lisa, who went from this sniffling, nerdy girl to now this beautiful, popular girl that everyone now has a crush on, especially Cookie. Yeah, I mean, the tables, you want to talk about completely turning. Cookie, he was the one initially that was, like, kind of grossed out by her, and then she just completely gets this makeover, she doesn't have the allergies anymore, and then it's like, Cookie, he, he can't stop drooling over her. It's like he had her in, in his hands the first two seasons, and he didn't want her. And then she changes, and now all he's trying to do is chase her. Mose tries to be more nicer, but she's having trouble getting along with her new English teacher, I teacher, who was definitely ahead of her time, let's be real. Yeah, definitely. Basically, instead of homeschooling, she home teaches. Like, she basically teaches from a Zoom call. 
Yep. As for Ned, he wants to be more tougher, but he inadvertently becomes the new school bully. Yeah, just like by accident. And I love how Boomer becomes like this defenseless, wimpy kid. Yeah, he became scared of Ned. It's like another scenario where like the tables, they turn. So this episode was one of those rare moments where Ned and Loomer had to work together to set the balance, right? Right. They had a stage of fight, but the problem was Loomer was so scared to punch Ned that he ended up hurting himself. <laughs> so Mo's just like, all right, that's it. She just knocked out Ned. And yeah, just and put- didn't she like put Loomer's like, she gave him a fist so that it looked like he did it? Yeah. Once again, Mo's coming through to save the day. Yep. Yeah, the next episode was Dodgeball, where... Everybody loves playing dodgeball in middle school, but here in James Cakepool Middle School, it's like a life or death situation, literally. Yeah. Because Loomer's friends kept on bombarding everybody with dodgeballs to the point yep. where they smashed Cookie's helmet. But Cookie's enraged moment impressed Loomer so much that he ended up joining his squad during the dodgeball game. Yeah. In a very Star Wars X way. Join me in together. We will rule the dodgeball court. And then you have Cookie dress up in a Darth Vader X costume. Yeah. You're playing on Loomer's side? Sorry, Ned. The power of the dark side is strong. Yep. So the only person who could possibly top Loomer and his gang is Moe's. But the problem is, she doesn't want to play dodgeball anymore. After an incident, she caused a coconut head, or she believes she caused. Yeah, she thought she pegged him in the face and that he lost his teeth and, like, got a bloody nose, but... Didn't he, like, just lose Tic Tacs or something, and he, like, just got a nosebleed like he always gets? Yeah, and that dodgeball to the face was actually from Loomer. Yeah. Once again, another misunderstanding. Yeah. I also love that random moment where that kid yells, We're all gonna die by Red Robber! (laughs) Eventually, Ned was the last person standing on his team, and right before Cookie could eliminate him, he starts remembering the good times, and he's like, yeah. What have I become? <laughs> I can't free this thing. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> Moe joins in and using the power of the force, which is literally a dodgeball with the word force implanted on it. <laughs> she throws the ball, it ricochets across the gymnasium, and it knocks out Loomer and his gang in one swoop. Totally legal, but okay. I mean, how realistic is that? <laughs> yeah, another season three episode that I love a lot is Principles, where Principal Pal is retiring, and Krubs is going to do whatever it takes to take his job. Yeah. And I mean that Man, seriously. Pr- he sabotages all the interviews that are applying for yep. the principal position, basically forbids all the teachers from applying, and then traps all the interviewees in, what was it, like the storage room or something? Yes, yeah, something like that. And you're probably wondering, why is the principal retiring? Well, in his words, I'm old and I'm sick of this place. I've always dreamed of roller skating across Africa. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> like, I can go on and on about how impossible that sounds. <laughs> but yeah, basically, this whole episode was about Ned and his friends trying to make sure Krupps doesn't get his way. And also try to keep Principal Pow intact because, now for nothing, he is very senile. Yeah, he was. And you could tell, like, Principal Pow, he was, like, out of it. I mean, like, some of the stuff he was doing, like, just made absolutely no sense. Didn't he, like, call Ned a girl at some point? Grubs, are you tormenting these boys? No, I'm not, Principal Pow. And one of them's a girl. <laughs> oh, I can see that. And she's so pretty. <laughs> Pinches Ned's cheek. Yeah. Ev- eventually, they, along with Gordy, get stuck in the storage room. And yep. Principal Pow goes, I have captured the enemy, and I'm reporting back to base. <laughs> However, 
in the midst of all this drama, there was only one teacher who was brave enough to apply for the principal position, and that was Mr. Wright. Mm-hmm. With their efforts, plus Principal Powell's senile behavior, they were able to trap Krupps before he can get to his interview. Yep. And since Mr. Wright was basically the only teacher that showed up for the interviews, he was automatically given the job. Yeah. Great for Mr. Wright, too, because he went from this boring history teacher to now a principal of the school. Yeah, exactly. He leveled up. I mean, that's a big promotion. And speaking of promotions, in the middle of the season, Ned and Susie finally become a couple because I think there was this episode where there was like a popularity test to see, oh, if you fill out this survey, it will determine your popularity number in school. No surprise that Missy and Susie were in the top 10, but I think Ned was like in the 40s or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. He was way down. So then didn't, like, Missy help him, like, become more popular? Yeah, but in actuality, she was trying to make him more disgusting to keep Susie away from him. Yeah. Because because for some reason, Missy developed a crush on Ned. And no, they never explained why. It just happened right the fuck out of nowhere. Yeah, that was, like, really random and just unexplained. Yeah. But it turns out, Susie didn't care what Ned's popularity level was. She wouldn't went out with him anyway. She had a crush on Ned since season one, but she didn't want to admit it until now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wasn't most in the top ten, too? Yeah, she was somehow in the top ten. She didn't want to be in the top ten. Basically, all they did was just stand around and laugh, even when no one told a joke. Yeah. There was, like, this wind and, like, this force, and, like, she kept getting sucked into the popular crowd. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I also remember what Cookie's role was. He tried to figure out who was in charge of the survey and tried to convince him or her to let him into the top 10. Turns out it was Albert Warmenheimer. <laughs> I figured out who did it. His initials are A. Warmenheimer. I'm looking for an A. Warmenheimer. Stop right there, Albert Warmenheimer. You dropped <laughs> your hat. Okay, you figured it out. I'm A. Warmenheimer. You are? I mean, you are! <laughs> Why won't you let me in the top 10? I'm gorgeous. I would, but... I think you said it was, like, based on statistics and your personality or something. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so what ends up happening is he removes two people from the top 10, and then they move themselves into that set group. And coincidentally, mm-hmm. it was Moe's and Susie. Yeah. Where they most was right. Being in the top 10 wasn't as grand as they thought. Yeah. Hey, I just saw this TV show last night, and it was and good. It was good. <laughs> yeah, let's just take our names off of this after lunch. Yeah. Season three has also got very dramatic because we got the introduction of Fame and Fortune, a foreign kid who eventually become Moses' boyfriend. Yep. At first, he was deemed as like a shy foreign kid who had trouble speaking English, so we didn't really know much about him until after convincing his parents to say yes because they were the only parents to be shown in the show. <laughs> he eventually evolves into this suave, cool guy that Moe's eventually dates. Yeah. But this is also a problem for Ned, because Susie ends up moving, right, as soon as they started their relationship. Yeah, didn't she move to, like, Washington? Something like that. In her words, her dad got a new job, so they wanted to move closer to him. Yeah. So Ned was in a depressive state for, like, two episodes, I think. Yeah, it was, it was something like that. Because I remember they had this whole stage show where it's like, oh, Ned Bigby, I am the ghost of Tipless Pass. What are you doing? <laughs> Play along. We worked really hard on this. Yeah, we should probably bring that up. Ned was so depressed that Susie moved 
that he ended up stop writing tips. So all the boys, well, the main male characters, we should say, try to convince Ned to get his confidence back. Yeah, it was like Cookie was a loomer involved, and yeah. Martin and Coconut Head. Eventually, Sweeney tagged along because he knows what it's like having a girlfriend that moved away. Yeah. Meanwhile, Moses teaching a boys seminar. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Eventually, it does work out at the end. Ned writes tips again, but the only issue was he has no tips on girls, which is when most kicks in. And I think this is the only episode where a character other than Ned was giving tips to the audience. Yeah. She's like, wait, before you give out tips, do the thing. What thing? Starts the music, turns her head, and she talks to the audience. <laughs> Meanwhile, Cookie dresses up as a girl in order to figure out what type of guy Lisa is into. Oh my gosh, I remember that. Simone? And in, yep, and that was when, like, Loomer thought Simone was real and, like, he had a crush on her. Only because, quote-unquote, she was really into cars and sports. Yeah. Simone! Oh, uh, I have to change. Don't change for me. We're perfect together. <laughs> Cookie runs off, leaving the golden glass slipper or some shit like that. Yeah. He was about to give Lisa flowers and chocolates because, you know, that's not a cliche. Yeah, he gave them to Loomer and, and, like, he said, like, they're from Simone. He saw that he was down. Yeah, definitely out of character for Cookie, but in a good way. Yeah. Oh, but she wants her shoe back. That's her mom's. <laughs> for Ned, Moses was trying to help him find a new ideal girlfriend. But let's just say all the non-main female characters in this school are disgusting to an extent. Because mm-hmm. didn't one of them have, like, a deep masculine voice? Oh, yeah. Yeah, one of them sounded like a man. <laughs> That's every girl. And it scares me to say, but Cookie was the hottest. Because <laughs> Simone briefly appeared during the speed dating section to tell Ned his next plan. Yeah. Ned's description of the perfect girlfriend was Moe's. Like, every detail he described best fits Moe's. Yep. The only way I know I'll find my perfect girl is if I see bright lights and a heavenly choir. <laughs> the first two times they faked this out because it was like Gordy fixing the lights and Mr. Comb over with the choir club. Yes, oh, yeah. I fixed the lights. <laughs> yes, but can you please fix the lights in my music room? <laughs> All right, Gordy, enough with the lights. What? I fixed them and I got <laughs> Comb over in the choir club back in the music room. Again, all the signs were there that Ned and Moe's were meant to be together. Yep. And that was kind of a theme in season three where Ned was trying to maintain a long distance relationship with Susie. Moe's was dating Feynman and she couldn't decide whether or not if she'd stick with him or date Ned. It, it was constantly back and forth. Yeah, it was like your typical like love triangle type thing. But in the end, that added more flavors to the show in a way. Because like every episode you keep wondering, are Ned and Moe's eventually going to become a thing? or are they going to keep it hidden for God who knows how long? Yeah, like it added another storyline to kind of follow. Doesn't help that Missy kept on pushing herself to be Ned's girlfriend. Yeah, which that was just like really odd. Because like basically in that episode where Seth was having a party, she basically told Ned to invite her. She was like, Ned, are you going to ask me out to Seth's party on Saturday? Yeah, and that was one of what? Maybe like three episodes total that didn't take place inside the school? Yeah, give or take. Coincidentally, Susie was at that party, too. So, you know, Ned, he comes up with a plan to get rid of Missy so he can spend time with Susie. But eventually, his conscience got the better of him. Mm -hmm. But it worked out in the end. Susie wasn't mad, and it still left some hope that those two would eventually become a couple again. 
Yeah. Much to Missy's displease. Meanwhile, Mo's couldn't figure out, like, every time when she kisses Feynman, there's no spark. So she right. tries to kiss Ned to see if there's any difference. And sure enough, there was. Yep. Definitely more tension. As for Cookie, he once again has to go through his Simone phase because Cassette forbid him from coming to his party after his incident last year. And by that, I mean <laughs> oh, yeah. burning down his house. Yeah. Honestly, the only reason he showed up to that party just so he doesn't flirt with Lisa. Yeah, he was just there trying to, like, basically, like, stop that from happening. Yeah, I think there was also an episode where Moses was trying to get Feynman and Ned to be friends, but the only problem was Feynman was deemed as perfect in Ned's eye. Like, he didn't see any flaws with him, so he tries to expose him of being a phony. Yeah, because he was just, like, thinking. He was like, how can someone be, like, that perfect? It turns out Feynman's not as perfect as he seems to be, and the two ended up becoming close friends because of that. Meanwhile... Cookie befriends the weasel, much to Gordy's dismay. Yeah, I, I remember that. You're not the weasel. No, I'm just hungry. He eats the <laughs> weasel food. All right, yeah. But it turns out the weasel's only aggressive when he's near Gordy. I mean, that kind of made sense because Gordy, he spent the whole time trying to, like, chase after him and capture him. And I think Moses' conflict was she tries to find a girlfriend to get her nails done with. She tried asking the volleyball team. Nobody wanted to go with her. She tried asking this girl who constantly blows bubble gum. Goes as well as you expected. And she was about to go out with Missy, but she ends up getting knocked out by Gordy accidentally when he was getting attacked by the weasel. Mm -hmm. So to help out most, Cookie once again dressed up as Simone while Ned was in like a blonde <laughs> wig and something just to make most happy. Oh, one of my favorite Cookie episodes from this season was definitely when he got the credit card. Oh, yeah. And then he went on. The, it was like Speedy Dot, right? Yeah. Ned tries to do enough extra credit so he can get B minus in each of his classes. Mm -hmm. But instead of doing individual projects, which he was about yeah. to do, he tries to get the easy way out by doing one project for all four subjects. Yeah. He did like some pyramid or something so that. He could then, like, just use the project in every single class. But then yeah. there was, like, the one class where he had to actually leave the project. Yeah. No surprise that Ned's plan gets foiled once again. But Claire Sawyer was able to help him out by saying there's no rule in school about using one project for multiple classes. Right. So they decided to cut Ned some slack by giving him a B-. Moe's, I think, she was upset that she didn't get an A in her project. So she thought she didn't get an A- plus by doing a mini volcano. But since that sounded generic as hell, she tried to build oh, the biggest yeah. volcano for extra credits. Yeah, she just took it way too far. She was like, I'll tell you what's wrong. Missing an A plus by three points. <laughs> and going back to Cookie, which is easily the best part of the episode, his parents gave him a credit card for emergencies. The key word is emergencies. But Cookie, being Cookie, just spends the money on stupid shit. Like he ordered like yep. a bank collection. A triple deep dish pizza. Pants. Yeah, just like unnecessary stuff. And then lo and behold, he gets into a real emergency. And it turns out he maxed out his credit card. <laughs> yeah. This credit card thing is getting out of control. What are you talking about, Cookie? You bought a pony. <laughs> I had a pony emergency. But when Moses' volcano erupts, the pony goes ballistic and drags Cookie all the way to a green screen. I mean desert yeah come on even as a kid i knew that wasn't a real desert no obviously hello speedy dot i need clothes water 
and a ride home. What? What do you mean I maxed out my credit card limits? But, but this is a real emergency. No. <laughs> but enough about cookies shenanigans. Let's go back to the real meat of the season, Ned and Moe's. Eventually, Misty loses interest in Ned because, go figure, Moe started to get jealous every time she was around him. But in order to see who was really capable of being her boyfriend, she decided to go through a, I think it was like a survey on a dating magazine. Yeah, I think that is what happened. Teen Z, who's the right guy for you? Damon or Ned? Oh, yeah. It's just an experiment. Relax. Basically, throughout the episode, she kept on asking Ned and Feynman questions, and she would rate their answers at 10. But Ned had bigger problems. All three of his major finals were on the same day. So, he had to get help from the Geeks. Mm -hmm. Which is basically a secret organization for the smartest kids in school. In order to be prepared for my test, I had to be the opposite of Ned Bigby. Didn't ya, Gib? <laughs> Basically, Ned turned into a complete nerd, which, hey, yeah. it helped him out. He aced all his tests, but he ended up with a zero on Moses' dating survey. Yep. So, this transitions to the second to last episode, where Ned has to confess his feelings to Mose. Meanwhile, Cookie traps all the boys at school just so he can spend the day with Lisa. <laughs> I remember that part, yeah. But the issue was, Lisa kind of liked the attention that the other boys were giving her. Not in a bad way, but, you know, in a sweet manner. Yeah. So once again, Cookie does the right thing by freeing all the boys so they can be around Lisa. Yep. What are you guys doing in here? Lisa's our locker. Alone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Before I forget, Cookie also had a rival this season called Evelyn Kwan. Oh, they, yeah. I was forgot about Evelyn. Academically, they were rivals, but, yeah, obviously, she, she liked him, which, which we knew that. And Cookie, he was like grossed out by it he tried doing the same thing that mose was doing like compatibility tests to see if she qualifies to be his girlfriend and even though evelyn excelled in every category she ended up going out with seth because even though he was hollow he was willing to learn and let evelyn take charge which you know she appreciates more mm -hmm. at least she was done obsessing over cookie yeah and go figure since Feynman is also a popular soccer player in brazil Allegedly. That's what they say. He gets an offer from his coach to play for the national Brazilian soccer team or something. Yeah, so he ended up just leaving. But in a shocking turn of events, Susie is back. Yeah, so typical. Which is a segue to the series finale, the field trip episode. Yup, that's where everything went down. Basically, the whole gang was supposed to go on a field trip. But when Ned, Mose, and Cookie get in trouble, courtesy of Cookie... They try to sneak their way to the field trip so they can, A, Ned could be with Susie, and B, most could try to confess their feelings. Basically, the love triangle continues strong in this episode. Yeah, like you said, most she was trying to confess her feelings for Ned. Ned was trying to be with Susie. And then don't forget, Loomer, he was trying to be with, with Moe. Yeah, once again, his bully persona is completely gone, and he becomes this more genuine, nice person. Yep. Meanwhile, Cookie takes on a superhero persona, the Steel Eagle, in order to impress Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> but when a couple of art thieves break into the museum, which I, I think it was a museum. Yeah, it was a museum. Because remember, Moses was trying to see that, that exhibit, the wild something. Yeah, the wild boy. Yeah. So now Cookie really has to prove his superhero status. But eventually it works out in the end. It turns out Ned and Susie, they're not meant to be. 
and Lomer's not exactly Moses' ideal boyfriend, even with the new change. Yeah. And just like that, Ned and Moe's finally become a couple. Yep, only to see the series come to an end. But not before stopping the art thieves from stealing the Wild Boys painting. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Gordy and the rest of the faculty members are trying to stop the weasel. Yeah. Gordy, what are you doing? It's the weasel. He's out of control. I know. Look what he did to my wood. And he ate my cream spinach. And he ate my dodgeballs. <laughs> they go through the vents, crash through Mr. Wright's office. He's like, what are you people doing? I am trying to write this year's new school handbook by hand. And you're causing a mess throughout the school. Weasel, weasel. It's not that hard to catch a rodent. Now, why don't we act like civilized people and weasel? He <laughs> took my handbook and it was the only copy I wrote. Find that weasel. <laughs> they basically demolished the whole school just to catch the weasel. Yep. But it turns out the weasel was actually a female and she gave birth to weasel puppies. I think that's the right term. Yeah, we'll just go with that. <laughs> yeah. And just like that, Gordy finally ended the feud with the weasel. So everybody gets a happy ending, so to speak. Ned goes out with Moe's. Cookie goes on a date with Lisa. Gordy ends his feud with the weasel. And as Ned said, they all live happily ever after. Yep. And so ends a very underrated show. Yeah, that show was really good. I mean, you kind of wish that, that it lasted longer. But, I mean, if that were to happen, it would have had to into them, like, going into high school. I was actually about to bring that up, Ellis. Did you ever wonder what the show had been like if they tackled subjects in high school? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it would have just been pretty similar to what they talked about in middle school. It just would have been at more of an advanced level, so to speak, because they would have been getting older. I mean, if they wanted to, I feel like they definitely could have continued it because everything that they covered throughout their middle school years, they could have easily done the same thing in high school and just continued the series. I guess they didn't want to be as repetitive. Yeah. You can only do a show for so long with actors like that because, I mean, I'm pretty sure they were all playing, like, younger roles than, like, they actually were in real life. For all we know, they were probably in high school when they were doing those roles. Yeah. But, yeah, overall, Netsy Classified, it's a really great show. May not be gods here like Drake and Josh like we established, but in terms of Nickelodeon sitcoms, it's very unique, it's charming, it's comedic, and like I said, it's very informative. Like, it really does give helpful hints on what to expect when going into middle school and even high school to an extent. Yeah. And we never see shows like this again. No, that's why, like, those shows growing up, to me, like, it, it doesn't really get better better than those shows. And they still left an impact on me to this day. I mean, literally, I'm a 90s slash 2000s kid trapped in a 24-year-old body. Mm-hmm. And I am pretty damn proud of that. <laughs> But anyway, to those who are listening, what do you think of Netsy Classified? Did you love watching it as a kid or not? Let us know in our Discord server. A link will be provided, as always, along with the link to our Instagram page, at Geeks Crossing. Continue to support us on all major listening platforms, such as Anchor, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio, or whatever platform you're using right now. Tell your friends and family about us, especially all the Netsy Classified fans in your life. And thank you, Alice, for joining me on this special episode. Yeah, Eric, thanks again for having me, man. It's much appreciated. You're welcome back on the podcast anytime. Awesome. And more importantly, stay true to your geek selves. Mm -hmm.